Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and we are so delighted to be with you uh, once again on this uh, Tuesday, now the 5th of uh, May. And we are so uh, happy to come to you. As, as you know, the reason for this podcast is to study the Word of God concerning the things that are taking place. We want to welcome all our listeners today, wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, and we pray that uh, you will be blessed, that you will hear, that you will have your hearts prepared and tender to receive the word of the Lord. And I'm excited today. Yesterday we began our week uh, in uh, in the study of First Samuel and so many beautiful, beautiful uh, things that were revealed in that story. And so we're, I'm looking forward as we continue in our study in the book of Samuel uh, I know that God is going to reveal even more things to the church, to the people of God, to you that are listening. So, Brother Fernando, Brother Marty, it's always good to be with you, our panel, uh, our friends, our brothers in the Lord, to to be able to share the Word of God together. And, Brother Marty, I'll leave it with you. We want to give as much time as we can to the study of the Word of God. God bless you. Amen. Uh, it's good to be back again today. We're going to be looking today at... Uh, the continuing unfolding of the story and, and the parallels that we see uh, in in the in the rise of the prophet Samuel, in the destruction of the house of Eli, Hophni, and and Phineas, uh, we're continuing in this story today uh, from the fourth chapter uh, of of the book of First Samuel, <clears throat> and and we really believe uh, I really think the title of this <clears throat> of this teaching this morning should be. Uh, and the word of the Lord came to America. The word of the Lord came to America. Hallelujah. And I think as we get into this, um, that uh, prayerfully we, we have the mind of the spirit and uh, we're going to see some some patterns and some parallels that occurred uh, in, in the time of, uh, of the capturing of the ark and, and what we're going through uh, right now in this country. And, and primarily and exclusively, we're speaking today uh, to the church uh, in this country. And, and I pray that as we go through this, that it will cause us all to reflect and to really, uh, uh, you know, seek the Lord over these, over these matters. Some of you, you might get mad at some of the things we're going to say today, but that's okay. That's what we get paid to do, make you mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to start with First Samuel chapter 4, beginning with the first verse. And Brother Jeremy, after I read this, uh, I, I'm going to have you read First uh, Samuel chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. <clears throat> so we'll make a few comments on the opening verse, and then I'll, I'll have you read the, that 20 and 21st uh, verse of First Samuel chapter 3. But the word of the Lord begins in, in chapter 4, verse 1. <clears throat> it says this. It says, and the word of the Lord, or, or I should say, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Start that again. First uh, Samuel chapter 4, verse 1. And the word of Samuel came to all of Israel. Now, now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle. And they pitched beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek. <clears throat> Yesterday we were exploring uh, the parallels that we began to see, uh, which we believed um, parallel really strikingly so as, as to what transpired uh, in the United States 
as we came to the conclusion of the of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And we encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast from yesterday. But there are many striking parallels between Israel and the United States today. And and Samuel's uh, previous prophecy was now beginning to take shape. You know, that's what verse 1 says of chapter 4, is that the word of Samuel came to all Israel. And could you read, uh, first of all, Brother Jeremy, uh, in in chapter 3, verse 11, I'm sorry, verse 11 and 12, because that is the word uh, to which uh, the Bible's referring to in chapter 4, verse 1, when it says the word of the Lord or the word of Samuel came to all of Israel. The word that it's referring to is what Brother Jeremy is going to read, read, read right now in, in verse 11 and 12 of chapter 3. Would you read that, Brother Jeremy? Yes. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it, it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. Those last few words there are really striking because the Lord says when this prophecy begins to to unfold itself, there's not going to be a, a pause. It, it will come to fruition. Everything that I have revealed to you will happen once it begins. And what Brother Jeremy was just reading there, Samuel's prophecy, it was a twofold revelation that God gave him. One, it was going to affect the whole nation. Just the, the word that God was giving Samuel would affect the whole nation to the point that it would cause everyone that hears uh, for their ears to tingle. In other words, <laughs> to, cause they'll freak out at what's coming, basically, what he was saying. And yeah. secondly, secondly, uh, in, in verse 12, he said it would bring down the house of Eli and Hophni and Phineas. Now, remember, uh, after... God began to raise up Samuel. Um, we're told something in, in chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Can you read that, uh, Brother Jeremy? Yes. Yes. And all Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So what we're told there is that after a, a series of, of years under under the leadership of Eli, Hophni, and Phineas, where we were exploring yesterday, where it got so bad that such gross uh, compromise had entered into the spiritual leadership that, that the men of Israel actually uh, abhorred bringing offerings to the house of the Lord because these had become a, it had become a greedy ministry, uh, as Brother Fernando talked about so well yesterday how they would seize the offering uh, right at the point of, of the sacrifice. And they would take the sacrifices that were meant for God and keep them to, their, to themselves. And in 1 Samuel uh, uh, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 22, it also reveals that, that Eli was aware of what his sons were doing. And, and it says, Eli was very old, and he heard all that his sons did unto Israel and how they were... Uh, how they were sleeping with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So it was a ministry that had reached a twofold um, corruption. 
both in its in its pride, in its seizing of, of the offerings that were meant for God for itself, and in its moral compromise, sleeping with the women and, and truly um, denigrating what should be uh, the example of the ministry to the people. And instead, it became a full-fledged compromised ministry. So Samuel's prophecy was twofold. It would affect the whole nation, and it would ultimately bring down the house of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. In that scripture, Brother Jeremy, uh, where it says uh, in, in verse 11, could you read that again? Chapter 3, yes. verse 11. Yes. It says, And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that hear it, it shall tingle. And that's really profound, you know, where it talks about uh, uh, the first thing that he said when the prophecy would begin to, to be fulfilled is that it would affect the whole nation. And it uses that phrase, everyone who hears of it, which is the whole nation, that their ears would tingle. Brother Jeremy, what does that word mean, uh, the word tingle? It has a powerful meaning in the in the Hebrew. It means, uh, number one, it, it, it brings the idea of vibration. A vibration, which means to to um, to rattle together, and then it says this: as the ears in reddening with shame, or the teeth in shattering with fear. In other words, to quiver, to tingle. Uh, one more here. One more thing here: to tingle. Speaking of ears, to quiver. Speaking of fear, and that's what that word means in the Hebrew. Wow. So in essence, that, that's what, what would end up happening uh, when we get to the conclusion of today's teaching, because when the word of the Lord would ultimately be fulfilled, which God had revealed to Samuel, that was going to be the effect that it would have upon the nation. It would cause a fear, a trembling, a, a quaking uh, that would come. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a heavy word, uh, and as we go on into the story, we'll see. But remember, uh, something happened in the interim. Uh, and could you read that again, Brother Jeremy, in First uh, Samuel 3, verse 20 and 21? Yes. And all Israel from Dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So the the, the, the people were... were uh, under a, a false sense of security, even though we still have Eli, Hophni, and Phineas ruling, because God was appearing again in the ministry of Samuel, a false sense of security took place. It's as if, you know, like it says there, the, the Lord uh, revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. And so it, it, it caused a false sense of security uh, to, to, to happen with the people. Uh, you know, the interpretation of God revealing himself through Samuel was incorrect. They began to almost feel their oats, if you will, as if all was well. It was a, it was, right. it was, a, it was a complete um, misunderstanding of why God's word was appearing in their midst. An event took place, and that is that God begins to move upon Samuel. The word of the Lord begins to flow. and and their response is verse 1 of chapter 4. Would you read that, Brother Jeremy? Yes. It's, and the sword of Samuel 
excuse me, the sword. <laughs> and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphex. So here we see what we're last left with in chapter 3 is that God is is apparently amongst them again in the form of Samuel, of course, but the, the emphasis of the Holy Spirit there is the nation thinks that God is with it. And so what they begin to do is they go out to battle. But what's interesting is that verse 4, verse 1, I mean, chapter 4, verse 1 starts with uh, emphasizing before Israel goes out to battle, the Holy Spirit wants us to understand something. Because the word of Samuel has, has, was now about to be fulfilled, which he, had, which he had spoken many years before, like seven or eight years before. Now, uh, because the word is flowing, or so they think the, uh, a spiritual uh, license has come to them, and they move out to go out in battle. It was a false sense amongst the nation of Israel that all was well. Now, remember, this word today is concerning the church in the United States of America and the parallels that we see and the patterns that we see in 1 Samuel chapter 4. The same sense, if you will, much like like Israel in, in that day, the same thing has happened in our country. Much like in Israel that thought that, you know, because there was an apparent event that God had returned to Israel in the form of a Samuel, that now they were ready to go out and battle the Philistines. Much like the evangelical false church did at the election of, of President Trump, many false prophets declared it was a revival. It was It was time to... To, to, to go out and be aggressive and and so what what have they done they've gone out and, and and like israel did israel went out to battle but what the lord says which is really interesting here is can you read that what what did they do israel goes out to battle against what? the philistines right uh-huh and pitched and they, yes besides ebenezer and the they philistines pitched, pitched yes and the pitch and the philistines pitched beside aphek Israel goes out uh, to pitch beside Ebenezer, and it's really interesting because uh, the word Ebenezer means the stone of help. But more right. than that, if you, when you break it down, it means uh, to build or or to, or to bring aid, so to speak. It's 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 the it's the word Azar and Eben Eben Izar, right? That's how you say it in Hebrew. So it yeah. it represents building, it represents construction, it represents um, you know a, a show of strength and prosperity. It really mm -hmm. represents because that's where they camped. They went right to the economic sense of it. You know the metaphor of it is like an economic growth, an economic sense, an economic prosperity, the will to build. It, it speaks about activity and strength. And it really is much like the evangelical community in the USA, which camped itself after the election of Trump, supposing that this was a, uh, you know, a sign from God that all was well, just like Israel. When the word began to flow through Samuel, they, they incorrectly misinterpreted the meaning of it. That is why in chapter 4, verse 1, it starts with the word of Samuel now comes to the whole of Israel. 
they completely did not discern what it meant that that the apparent return of the word or the apparent presence of God as they discerned it in the nation had everything to do with them being empowered now to go and and uh, and be aggressive toward their enemies the same thing happened in the evangelical community the the election of Trump gave them a false sense of uh, and a, of security thinking that the the mere election of the man and 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 alongside their Hophni and Phineas still existing ministry in our day you know the false prophets they all began to tell the people everything's cool we've you know we're back in power we're we're camping by the stone of help if you will we're we're, we're about to prosper we're about to build we, you know we, we're feeling our oath but the interpretation was cor- incorrect. And that's why God right. emphasizes Samuel's actual word was judgment is coming. And what right. they presume to be a, uh, what's the best way to say, a, a, a sign or a token from God that God was with them was actually the opposite. God wasn't with them. God was getting right. ready to judge them, right? And yeah. much like the right. evangelical, evangelical community in the United States, it's camped itself by a prosperous economy, so to speak. It is our Ebenezer. It was our place that we went and camped and, and began to tout the economy and, and, and our pride and so forth and so on. Now, the Bible says the word of the Lord came to all of Israel. But what they didn't discern was that the, 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 the return of the word or, or the presence of the Lord through the word to Shiloh, it wasn't a seal of approval, like we were just saying. Um, it wasn't a seal of approval on the nation, but in fact, it was the beginning of the end of a generational rule, of a of a spiritually corrupted generational rule. It was a prophetic setup, if you will, uh, if you can see it, you know, and and. And it was an end to their complacent, self-deluded attitude. You know, it was an end of, I mean, they were uh, of just how comfortable they had become, uh, and 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 how comfortable they had settled in in their newfound sense of God is with us. And and the truth of the matter is, they had they had st- they were even more comfortable with their Eli, Hophni, and Phineas, you know, and their own right. uh, national, spiritual, and cult- cultural and social compromise. Uh, was still rampant, and the truth of the matter is, is nothing had changed at the heart of the nation of Israel. Both the the nation and its spiritual leadership was still corrupt, and yet they thought, because of this reappearance of the word through Samuel, that they were now uh, strong enough to go out and 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 do battle. And they encamped by Ebenezer, which is representative of economic prosperity or building. The same thing has happened. The truth is, Israel deceived itself into thinking that it had it had the blessing of God, and so they go out to battle the Philistines. But again, the, the parallels to me are striking um, with our times, just just now. Remember this. Remember this, brothers. The Lord's true prophetic word always looms large over the generation that's going to witness the fulfillment of that word. Yes. Samuel had received a word nine years before 
warning of a great judgment that would come upon the nation and upon the corrupt ministry. And it loomed over the nation. But the time that, that of those prophetic utterances, the time of those declarations seemed to pass long enough. And the appearance of something, which was the word of the Lord through Samuel, caused a false sense of security to come in, 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 in the spiritual life of a nation that was completely backslidden and completely compromised. And they blinded themselves and they go out to battle. They go out and they camp by Ebenezer, which, like I said, parallels to me so much what happened when Trump came into power. The evangelical right, the evangelical community hitched up behind that. They're false prophets for the last several years claiming that we're under this revival, right? I mean, all this stuff's happening. We're under this revival. And they completely missed the, the point. I don't view President Trump election as a great sign of God is with us. Quite the contrary. Right. I view his election just like it happened in the days of Israel as the signal that judgment was indeed about to come. The word of Samuel was amongst all Israel again. America, like Israel in Samuel's day, it had been being warned for years. Our country's been being warned. I'm talking about the church now, has been being warned for years. You know, like under the, the ministries of like uh, in the early 30s and 40s was Peter Marshall. I don't know if you know who that was. He was the chaplain of the United yes. States Senate. You know, yes. the, last, <laughs> the last word that he gave in his ministry from the U.S. Senate just before World War II broke out, he said this. He said, if, if God be God... Uh, then serve him. But if Baal be God, then serve him and go to hell. <laughs> that was the last thing he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> From the U.S. Uh. Senate, right? So that was that was those those were the kind of early on prophetic words that were being given to 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 the United States. And then of course there's Brother Havner in the 50s and Tozier in the 60s, Ravenhill in the in the 80s and early 90s, and then of course Brother Wilkerson. These were all words that God had given in advance of what we see taking place right now. And I just want to talk about this parallel a little bit, you know, uh, concerning the recent presidential election. Number one, I believe that the religious right incorrectly assumed that the election of President Trump was some sort of, I don't know, validation that God was moving on behalf Revival. of... Right, revival, right? That God was moving right. of, of the church, right? But I want to ask, let us ask ourselves something, right? Uh, who have we seen uh, as the spiritual leadership that has filled the White House? Yes. If we're really under a revival, who, who's the president's top spiritual advisor? Well, he hired, well, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. he hired Paula White, for example. She's the head of all the spiritual advice the president's giving i remind you man this is a woman who's been married and divorced three times she had an affair with one of the one of the hofnies of of our day benny hinn she they got caught over there in rome a few year, years back coming out of a five-star hotel holding hands she she now is married to the lead guitarist of journey a, a famous rock band and and really she carries with her this a Jezebel spirit. And she's brought her gang of false prophets into the White House. I was looking at their photos this morning. People like Rick Joyner and Cindy Jacobs and Bill Johnson of Bethel. These guys are all part of the new apostolic reformation. Or people like the false prophet right. from Florida, Maldonado, right? 
He's up in there. Copeland from Texas. All these guys have flooded the White House. And, 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 and yet they call it a revival. But the truth is, to me, uh, these guys are all otherwise known as Hoffney, the Hoffney and Phineas bunch, right? <laughs> I mean, they're right, still right. there. They're still there. And, and, and again, we ask the question, where have we pitched? Where has the evangelical community pitched itself with this supposed blessing from God? It's all been the economy and prosperity. And all this has done over the last three years is, is work to further to deceive this backslidden church in the United States that God was with them and is with them. Yes. Brother, Jer- Brother but, Jeremy, let's, Brother, look at, let's look, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, the question too that I would add to that is how do we get here? Right. You know, we read in, in first Samuel today at chapter two, uh, you had me read verse 22 where we read of, of Eli's sons, you know, laying with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Well, let me let me tell the listeners this. This is not something that just happens overnight. This is what this wasn't just something, you know, I made a little mistake here or there. No. This is a consequence of something much deeper. Whenever you hear of these scandals coming out in our in our nation, it's something much deeper. Somewhere around uh, uh, around the line, they they began to cause men to abhor the offering of the Lord. When they yeah. when we get away from the gospel, from the preaching of Jesus Christ, uh, these are the consequences that we see, right? And and yeah. that's exactly what we see in in, in the Paula Whites of the world. Uh, these are the people that we call that are on the ears of our president, you know, uh, President Trump. And but what I wanted to say is it's not just a mistake. God forgives, but this is a consequence of going away of the apostasy of the falling away from the true word of God. And I just wanted to chime that in, uh, Brother Marty. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Pastor Jeremy. Uh, I remember when uh, the Lord began to deal with me about certain ministries that, um, you know, I didn't come to the conclusion where I would say that. I hadn't come to the conclusion where I would say that a lot of these ministers had lost their way or, you know, but every now and then I would turn on Christian television and hear some of these false prophets, uh, you know, that, that you hear in Christian television. And I would glean some good things from them. And I'll be quite honest. There was times where I would feel God's presence through through the word. And then, you know, it, 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 the next day or the next week, they'll say something completely uh out of the left field and it, it would right. puzzle me because I was, I would say, um, I would say, well, you know, they are preaching some word, but then they go off on this strange teaching and, and, right. you know, or, or you'll turn on the tele Christian television to hear some great worship and you can feel the presence of the Lord. And that can be misleading because God's presence, when you feel God's presence, it's not always, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? An approval on someone's ministry. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to understand that. When you feel God's presence, it's not always that God is approving of a certain preacher or ministry. It is his grace reaching out to us. Yes. yes. Understand that. And that's where a lot of people, you know, uh, get it confused because, uh, you know, they'll be like, well, God is in that. Well, yeah, why is he in it? He's in everything, right? He, he is in everything. <laughs> God is in everything. He, he does 
he's involved in all the affairs of men. But for what? Is it an approval on a on a on on a president? Is it an approval on 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 these false preachers that are that have an open door to to the White House? What what is God doing? Let us understand one thing. Like 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 it says us concerning Samuel, the word of Samuel came to Israel. But we have to understand why. Was his right. word an approval of the nation? Oh in the direction they were going? Or was it to tell the nation, you better get right or else? Right. Right. Yeah, that's and, good. And, and that's that's what, that's what we don't understand. I wanted to bring that out, brother. No, that's good. good. And then and then chapter four, verse one, that's that's exactly what what happened that's what the holy spirit is saying much like today again we don't go to the bible to try and fit you know our times and search in the bible see if we can find our times in the bible but we let the bible dictate what we see happening in our times we see the pattern we see the same thing being played out and why we refer to israel is because israel claimed to be uh you know a, a nation that served god that's what makes the united states so unique amongst the nations of the world that are that are under this pandemic or this lockdown that's taking place this global event that we're experiencing is the United States is 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 the nation that claims to be the preeminent judeo-christian nation in the world and so uh you know it it purports itself to be a a virtuous nation and its leadership or the evolution of its spiritual leadership we are putting forth, we see the same parallels that happened in Israel. We see a, a leadership that is greedy, a leadership that, that rules and dominates by force in its, in its uh, you know, in how big it's become over the last 20, 30, 40 years, in that it, mm-hmm. dominates, the, uh, it dominates the Internet, it dominates the satellite transmission of, of, of ministries globally and nationally, and it, and it implements by force who it desires to put forth in front of the nation as leadership. This ruling elite, this this establishment-type spiritual uh, 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 church that, that has evolved, this hyper-charismatic, primarily-driven, Pentecostal-driven uh, ruling elite that over the last 10, 20, 30 years has brought us to this point. But the word of the Lord all along the way, which is what we're seeing the same pattern happen in Israel, prophets came to the house uh, of the spiritual house of Israel in that time, warning them and warning its leadership that because you are uh, in a compromised, uh, immoral, and, and, and idolatrous place, and so are the people, judgment will come. But then something unique happened. God bypassed that, that, that ruling class of their day. He hadn't yet stripped them of their power, but it was coming. And in the middle of that, he raises up prophets. Like we read yesterday, God sent a prophet to Eli warning him, this is going to happen because because you haven't brought correction and and instituted the proper representation of me. And secondly, he raised up a a, a Samuel uh, in the midst of it in order to to reveal to him the word of the Lord. And so when we begin in chapter 4, verse 1, like we said, the word of the Lord, like Brother Fernando was talking about, the word of Samuel came to all Israel, it was an indication, it was a marker that the time had come. But Israel misinterpreted the word of the Lord flowing in its midst again, or the power of God flowing in its midst again, as a validation that they were okay as a nation. 
nothing had been done. Right, approval. Nothing had been done to correct the Hophni and the Phineases or to correct Eli or to institute a revival amongst its spiritual leadership in order to guide the nation in a righteous and holy way. Instead, the mere appearance of the word of God or a demonstration of the power of God was misinterpreted. They didn't discern what was actually happening. And so they felt their spiritual oats, if you will, much like the backslidden evangelical right has done in attaching itself to the political power in this nation and camping beside Ebenezer, as we said, which represents building prosperity and, and, and economic you know, happy days are here again. That has been the mark of the last three years. And when we came into 19, to, to 2020, uh, it, it, they were all touting, you know, we're on our way, we're marching to victory, you know, we're going to have a re-election in, 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 you know, uh, of this administration, and we're, we're hitching our, our, our wagon to it, and we go out to battle against the Philistines of our age, if you will. But, Jeremy, read verse 2, yeah. because something happened. Something yes. happened that they did not anticipate. Go ahead. And the and the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. Okay, so what do we see there? What is the parallel here? What are we saying? What is God, I believe God is telling us, or I think he's leading us in this way, to at least to look at it. You know, again, they pitched in Ebenezer, which represents economic prosperity, building, you know, and 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 and, and forward movement in in the realm of of building and 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 uh, and sending aid, if you will, or prosperity, the economy, and and, and this worked because of of what appeared to be, uh, you know, early on in in the last three years in, in this it, this unfolding of what we're talking about. All it's done is to, is is it worked to deceive Israel, much like I believe it's worked to to deceive the evangelical right in this community. And as Brother Jeremy just just mentioned, what happened to Israel happened to us. See, verse two yeah. talks about four thousand people died, and yeah. and the way the Lord gave it to me is is like a wave of death came. Yes, the evangelicals like Israel of old never saw it coming. See, the same thing has happened now. As we entered into 2020 in January, they were having rallies all across the country, tens of thousands of evangelicals lining up to go hear their, the president. You know, this is the move of God, and the economy's roaring. And then suddenly, yeah. a wave of death came to this country. Just like Israel experienced an initial wave of death in their arrogance, in their proactive marching through the land, the kind of arrogance, they fell on the battlefield. Death came to that nation just as death in the form of this pandemic, this first wave of death has come to us right now. And they didn't see it coming, just like Israel did. Now, Brother Jeremy, uh, let's look a little bit. And and Brother Brother Marty, uh, you know, Israel never saw heights like they did when David uh, became king. Uh, politically, militarily, it, it was a, a a powerful nation, right? And and yes. we see even in the in the days of Christ, this is what the people were looking for. They were looking for the uh, 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 earthly 
Davidic King. restoration of the kingdom. Right. Yeah. And and even even after Jesus uh, uh, resurrects and is about to ascend to the Father, they ask him the question: Shall I, you at this time restore the kingdom? Right. Yes. Unto them, back back to them, and that's in essence uh, the same mindset of Americans, in particular Christian Americans in the West. Yeah. Their 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 cry is restore America again. Make it right. the great Christian nation it once was. <laughs> Incredible, right? It is. And and, and the Lord and the Lord is saying, No. No, no. This world is not my kingdom. America is not my kingdom. That's right. Right? The the kingdom I that I have is it, it's it's not of this world. This whole world right. system is it's on its way down. Yeah. It's a fallen <laughs> system. It's the devil's system. So so Christians in America have to get their minds out of that, you know, their mindset yeah. out of, well, is God going to restore America uh, again? It, it'll never be what it once was, ever. No. Right. right. And I think and I think as we go on in, in, in the next few minutes, uh, we're going to see, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to include you guys in there unless you want to agree with me, but I'm going to tell you what I believe the Lord is telling us is just ahead. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you like I believe the Lord led me to at least consider it. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but I am saying if the pattern holds true, fasten your seatbelt because we're in for one heck of a rocky ride. Now let's look a little yeah. deeper and see, and see if these parallels continue. Brother Jeremy, could you read uh, verse three? Yes. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said. Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hands of our enemies. So what do we see from this? What was Israel's response to this unexpected wave of death? First, it was confusion, right? Why has God let this happen? We don't know why God's letting mm-hmm. this happen. And second... Right. Uh, the response to that was, let's 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 fetch the ark. After all, we're Israel, mm-hmm. right? The ark. I mean, it speaks of tradition, and the parallels between what they did and what we have done as a result of this pandemic coming into our country is striking. The the pandemic, yeah. this this wave of death, right? It's produced a confusion amongst the people and the elders. Right. So what 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 has been the response? What have we seen after this first wave of death? We we had this this, this patriotism, right? This pseudo religious response, i.e., what like we're we're like we're the Americans. We're we're a Christian nation. Uh, let's act like nothing's wrong with us. God intended for them to repent, to yes. search their souls. And but Israel had no repentance, no soul searching, and no discernment. And and right. and 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 <laughs> it is as if that has happened right now. They're saying, we, "Let us open up the churches." That's what this right. is. That's gonna that's gonna be the solution. See, the reason why in this is because we our churches right. are closed. The ark is not with us, right? But once we exactly. open up our churches, that's gonna be the answer, and then we're gonna have victory over all of it. That's what they're saying, right? right? Right. No repentance, no soul searching, no discernment. So what did they do? They did the same thing that we did. 
in this country, the, the, the church I'm talking about, what they did, the evangelical right, the backslidden churches that are headed by the Paula Whites and all the rest of them, what did they do? They did the same thing that Israel did. Read verse 4. What did Israel do? So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. Wow. So <laughs> it's much amazing. Clearer. I don't know how much it could be. <laughs> I know, right? Because that's what the backslidden church did here in our time. Exactly. They sent, yes. They sent for the false prophets. They sent for our Hophni and Phineas's, right? People like Sean Bolt, who started off when this was happening, decreeing that the virus and the pandemic was over. That was in early March, right? Since then, we've seen 80,000 people die. Or, or, mm. or Kenneth Copeland. They called for Kenneth Copeland, who just about three weeks ago did this bizarre ceremony in an empty building where he, he was blowing on the virus, trying to blow it off the shore, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, or, right. or 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 Cindy Jacobs and her crowd decreeing that the whole virus was going to be over, you know, in a day or two because they're decreeing it, they're claiming it in Jesus' name. They're the Hockney and Phineases. They, the they called for them. Yeah, they called the for the Maldonados, right? They called yeah, for yeah. these guys. That's what that's what the church did. They called forth their false prophets, just like Israel called forth Hockney and Phineas, and they brought the ark. And 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 what what they did in this pseudo religious exercise and and the result at first is what what's happening now. What happened in verse five, brother Jeremy? And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. So so how do we see a parallel? Right? They they like work Incredible. themselves up into this frenzy. Like uh, you know, everything's great. We're shouting. We're 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 gonna we're gonna take this over. And the spirit of God began to say, "Look at what they did, because that's what your people are doing right now." You know, over the last couple of weeks, the nation is rather than repenting, rather than reflecting, maybe looking at ourselves. Instead, the nation's witnessed a doubling down of the evangelical right. Right, the mostly right. backslidden evangelical right has been shouting, protesting waving its flag, marching on capital cities of the different states, demanding that all this comes to an end. They, it, it's incredible. Remember, in Israel's case, uh, all it did, brothers, was make the Philistines more aggressive. <laughs> right? Right. right. <laughs> and, right. And so what do we see in our time? It's, the Philistines, are like the far left, if you want to call it, or the godless world, because they're all ungodly, they're all backslidden. Uh, this godless world—they're—they're uh, they're fighting even harder now. It's like—it's like, it's like uh, what we're doing, and, and all this craziness is going on has stoked the fires even more. And they—they—they—they they, they want to fight harder against. Unfortunately, the good people of God are getting lumped in together with this crazy Hophni and Phineas bunch. You know what I'm saying? And yes, and, right. and so they kind of like all lump us in together. And the left views anything named Christian as being part of that crazy group. But these people like Israel, rather than pausing, reflecting, which is what we've been preaching, by the way, for the last six, seven weeks, is we need to stop. 
We need to stop yes. this madness. I, I, I don't care what political bench you have. The fact of the matter is, have you, have you truly, has our leadership truly said, my God, obviously we've done something wrong, right? We need to seek God. No, no, no. They've doubled down. And they bought into the into the propaganda and the decrees of their Hafni and Phineases. They're marching through the streets. I saw some guys in in Michigan the other day carrying weapons, AR-15 mm. weapons, up to the Capitol steps, demanding that they let them out so they can go back to their churches and so forth. I saw a pastor out there with a megaphone preaching to everybody, everybody shouting. It, it reminded me of this. They're shouting, yes. but there's no substance in their shout because they refuse to repent. They refuse to reflect, and they and they can't possibly think that all of this has been allowed to come upon them, not just because of the last couple of years, but the last ten, twenty, thirty years of a of a of a gross, immoral, idolatrous, backslidden establishment church and their mega churches and many of the people in them. All and, this and is, let me, let me go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, I just want to make this clear for the people that are listening. When we say stop, you know, what, what we're doing, you know, somebody would say, well, what are, you, what are you saying? Do you do you agree with the lockdown? Should we not go back to life as usual, go to work, go to church? We're not talking about that. We're, we're uh, you know, every I know people have to survive and have to work, and everybody has to take that up to the Lord in prayer um, as far as uh, what they need to do. But when we're talking, when we say stop, we're talking about, the status quo, the direction yes. the church has been going. Yes. Right? right. Spiritually speaking. So we want to make that very clear. It's not a you know, it's not a left or right thing with us. It's it's we're speaking to the church. We're speaking to 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 the leadership of the church that we need to stop the direction we have been going. It has nothing to do with the lockdown or or uh the shutdown. It it has everything to do with the spiritual direction because the very reason we are in this situation of this shutdown and lockdown and, 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 and you know, we're starting to get be released back into uh, society, you know, for things to continue, uh, it, it's because of the leadership, the Hoffman and Phineas type of ministry that has led this nation astray. But remember, the Bible says judgment first begins in the house of God. Yes. And then we see the effects of it on a nation. So understand that we're speaking spiritually. We're not speaking yes, politically here. No, no, no. You know, so I want, I want, I want the listener to really understand because, again, uh, the, the, the politics and religion are so intertwined today that yes, people right. do not have the ability to hear spiritually it's when turned. we speak. Think about that. Think about what, what that statement. Politics and 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 and, and spirituality are so intertwined today that the people don't know how to discern or uh, distinguish the two. It's almost the same message, right? It's like you said, it's, it's the conservative right uh, kind of message that is coming from our pulpit, and it's replaced the true gospel of the kingdom of God. Right. Uh, but Brother Fernando, uh, I know you always mention uh, in the gospels what Jesus said about the leaven. I think this is a good point to bring that out about the uh, – be careful with the leaven of um, Herod. What was it? Herod, Herod. right? And the leaven of yeah, Pharisees, yeah. yes. We have too much of the Christian world involved in, in politics, right? And this is very yeah. powerful, what we're, what we're studying, Brother Marty, Brother Fernando, what the Lord is showing us. I, I, I don't see, I, I'm not a very smart person, but 
man, even I can understand what God's saying here. So I mean, it's it's it's, it's so clear. It, this is yeah. an exact. I don't I don't know of another pattern. I mean, there, I'm sure there's more, but that can speak as clear as God is speaking specifically to our nation here in America. And let me speak yeah. to you as a, as a shepherd, as a pastor. When are we going to wake up? Don't you see the sign? Don't you see what's taking place? What is, what is, what is happening? God, you know, uh, God is uh, is allowing this. You know, like what you were saying when 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 tr- when our president Trump came into po- uh, power, you know, we took it as a sign that now we're going to become more powerful and we're going to get back the White House and so forth, and we missed it. We missed it because it was it was God saying, "No, it's time for you to repent." I'm giving you a moment, a space of time, because what is coming to this world and what is coming to our nation is far beyond our comprehension. This is a time. God doesn't want our church services. He doesn't want, he doesn't care that we're in in, in the White House. No, he's looking for hearts that are saying, God, I get it. I must come back to you. I must return to you. I must return to 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 your word to 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 the foundations and so what we're speaking about is is, is let let us meditate let us consider what God is saying to us today and I just wanted to point that out that's powerful yeah. and 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 I agree with with both of what you're saying it is exactly what I believe the spirit of the lord is is trying to get us to understand what happened before uh the at least the 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 lessons of history for a, for a nation that claims to be a follower of God should apply as well to this nation. Like you said earlier, you know, one of you was commenting about how we've so connected ourselves uh, to this this whole movement over the last three years. In all the years I've been alive, I have never seen where yeah. the church has married itself to the political world, ever, like we're seeing ever. it now. Right. And, and, and everything that transpired in the beginning made them think that we were on, in the midst of a revival. And they're false prophets when we came into 2020 after we they've camped by Ebenezer, right, which is representative of economic prosperity and strength. They come into 2020 and they're all prophesying we're going to be sweeping this wave into a, an election season in November where they're just going to continue um, you know, with the party as usual, and they go out to fight. But what we witnessed here in the story of Israel is the same thing that happened to us. The pattern holds. A wave of death came unexpectedly, and it, and it brought death to the nation. But rather than, like Israel of old, rather than repenting, pausing, and reflecting, they reached out to the Hophni and Phineas ministry, if you will, and ask them to come and bring the presence. And that's what we've witnessed over the last 10, 8, 10 weeks. These false prophets at an international and, and global uh, national level in our country, you know, decreeing, binding, loosing, you know, they're false, empty, unanointed, unauthoritarian words because they have no authority because they're compromised like Hoffman and Phineas. But what it did was continue over the last several weeks to produce within the people uh, this sense of I want to throw this thing off. We're going to double down, and we're all coming out of our houses, and they're going to shout, which is what they've been doing. 
the nation has witnessed this over the last couple of weeks, a doubling down by the backslidden evangelical right. They've, they're, they're the ones that are leading those marches on the state houses and so forth and so on. And like Brother Fernando said, this isn't about politics. This isn't about the economy. It's not about any of that. This is supposedly a Christian nation that's using the name of God to justify right. its unrepentant behavior. And, it, yeah, and, it, right, and, it, and it's marginalized an entire segment of the nation. So rather than winning them over uh, by a true demonstration of repentance, which might well bring the presence of God to heal the land, instead of that, mm-hmm. they have turned it and doubled down and shouted louder, if you will, which has only caused the other side <laughs> to become even more aggressive and, and ultimately to fight harder. In Israel's case, remember, it made the Philistines more aggressive. And so we have right. to ask yeah. ourselves, right, what do we see ahead? And I believe I believe this is where we're, we're going right now, is what do we see and what do we see ahead? Remember, the far left has been witnessing this. And if you take yeah. the time to switch your channel from Fox Channel to any of the others, <laughs> the evangelical right, that's all they watch is the Fox Channel. But go listen to what, what the, the left is saying. They are getting more and more venomous and more and more vicious in their desire to come against these this, this political religious power base, and and what we yeah. what we are going what we are going to see, and I don't know if you want to throw yourselves in here with me. You can say yes or no, but what do I? Think? I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead right the here. fifth. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> From just this don't moment. say a word. <laughs> don't no, say a brother, word. brother Marty, <laughs> I, I'm not a prophet, but I'm going to quote to you from the California King James Version. Yeah, the yeah. party's over. The, the party's over, over for the church. The party it's is over. over it. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do, what do I see? And, and I'm going to say this. You know, I want to yes. warn everybody. I want to warn yes. you that we are about to see the same result that happened to Israel. I, I have a feeling. And I'm saying, thus saith the Lord. But I think that this this is what's going to happen, and I'm and I'm warning right now, brother brother Jeremy, read what happened after all that we've been describing in verse ten. Yes, let's go there. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent, and there was a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel thirty thousand footmen. So let's stop right there, because this is what I'm now. I'm telling you what I think is coming, and 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 what we are seeing right now. This shout, this 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 great shout of of marching and 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 protesting and all that stuff, uh, rather than a repentant heart, rather than a true national repentance amongst the church people. Now I'm not calling upon the world. God said, if right. my people, right, amongst That's God's good. people, we haven't seen it. And and so this first wave of death that came at the beginning of our year, now it is quite possible what we're going to witness is a second wave of death come. And it's coming because they didn't repent. See, mm-hmm. we're being let out now, systematically let out. But everything that 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 the that the scientific community has been warning about is 
is we're not ready for this yet. Not quite, you know, at least give us a, a little, but no, we want to double down. We want to wave our flag. We want our preachers out there pretending to be these pseudo martyrs because they can't raise offerings anymore and open their building. Right. Who said you had to be in a building to have church to begin with? You don't know how to seek God. You don't know how to get around the table with your family and a Bible open. Come on, somebody. I mean, really give me a break. Right. So, so they're doubling down, and, and what's going to happen is what happened to Israel. A second wave of death is coming, and it's going to be worse than the first, right? It said a great slaughter. There fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. Secondly, read verse 11, Brother Jeremy. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. So what did we see? The ark taken, Hophni and Phinehas were killed, and Israel flees. I believe what God is revealing, and and I think this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that said the Lord, but you can go back and listen to this. Uh, and when it happens, another result is going to be this. There'll be a second wave of death that's coming. Remember what God told Samuel: the whole nation is going to freak out. <laughs> you know. And, and, and Eli's house will be destroyed. The second thing that will happen, I believe that an end is coming to this movement. It is not going to abide. A power shift is coming. Yes. The Philistines are going to be in charge. See, Eli would die. There's just a few of the old you know, the old guard, which gave way to the Hophni and Phineases of our day, they're about to pass off the scene. And this Hophni and Phineas movement is being exposed for what it really is. It has no power. It was all up in this proud, arrogant, economic prosperity. We're walking the halls of Congress in the White House. And then this unexpected wave of death has come to the nation shaking the very evangelical community that claims that it was on the precipice of revival. Instead of understanding that the whole thing that has happened over the last two or three years could very well have been exactly the same pattern that we see in 1 Samuel 4.1, that the word that God had given to his prophet years before was now about to be fulfilled. They just didn't discern it. And when the wave of death came, rather than repenting, they double down, and they call for their false prophets, and they shout even louder. But the result is a second wave of death is coming, and so will be the destruction of all these. You mark my words. These, these ministries, they're never going to be the same. You know, they might hang on for a little bit, but this goes on much longer, which I think it's going to. We're going to see a second wave of death come, and it might not just be sickness and disease. It, it, might, <laughs> it says when they shouted that the earth rang out, Right. It might be some kind of a uh, 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 some kind of a natural disaster coupled with a, a reemergence of this virus, which, by the way, hasn't gone away. Whether they want to whitewash it over your faces or not, it, it's 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 actually growing and spreading as it moves across the nation. Eli yeah. would finally go off the scene when he heard the news. He died on the same day as his sons. So what yes. what are we concluding, brother Jeremy? Would you go over to uh, Verse uh, 19. Yes. Because something else happened. Go ahead. And and his daughter-in-law, Phineas, 
Phineas's and wife. his daughter-in-law, Phineas's wife, was with child near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. Verse 20. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. So check this out. See, there was no discernment. Even though all this horrible stuff had happened and and is coming, there will still be those who have no discernment. Something is being birthed, and it was symbolic of what God was about to say to the whole nation. All you gave birth to, all your generation gave birth to, is Ichabod. And and they still didn't discern it. But you see, it's really interesting that it says when that was happening that she wouldn't answer. She didn't speak. God is going to take away their voice because all they've produced is Ichabod. There's no discernment. And it really was in in earth essence she was saying, it doesn't matter that I gave birth to something. Because what I gave birth to is verse 21 and 22. What is it, Jeremy? And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. The ark or the presence of God has been taken. I believe that's what's coming to this evangelical compromise, backslidden right. It's going to affect the whole nation. I think that these ministries have run their course. And if it's not going to be in the next couple of weeks, it is coming soon where all of them will be shaken to their core. Remember, it goes on to say in verse 1 of chapter 5, what does it say, Jeremy? And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto That's what's been taking place. The presence that they claim to have, the presence and and the mandate that they've been claiming to have, the parallel in our time, is going to result. I I don't even want to go out on a limb here, but unless something radical happens, and maybe I don't see it correctly, and, and I'm not sure that what we expect to happen or they thought was going to happen in November is actually going to happen. It says that the Philistines took the ark. We could very well be on the very precipice of the removing of God's presence in the way that they think they've had it. And it's going, a a power shift is taking place. The word Ashdod, where the ark went, means powerful, to oppress, to spoil, to ravage, Mm. and to exert power. That's in essence what is coming upon this this backslidden establishment. Uh, they've been riding high. They haven't repented after the first wave of death. Something more dramatic is coming. The result is going to be a shift in power and, and a new sheriff's coming to town quite possibly. If we refuse to repent, we very well might see this transition take place this year. I'm saying, I'm not saying that the Lord has told me this, but 
I am saying that the Holy Spirit has directed me and us to examine this pattern. Second Chronicles 7.14, right? If my people. Yes. That has to be our prayer. Or we are in deep trouble. For those of you who can hear, maybe some of this message or part of this message or maybe all of this message bears witness with your heart. Let us take up the true call for repentance while we yet may. I think we are already far from this, but there are those who love the Lord, who hear what the Lord is saying, and who understand that what we must do as the church now, because the whole world has changed, let us look to the Lord Jesus Christ, not to men or men's kingdom, but let us pray that the Lord will return quickly. Yes. That is our hope. Anything else to say before we close, brothers? Well, that's, that's, uh, wow. That's, uh, prophecy is conditional, right? The Lord said, yeah. I, I said before you a blessing and a curse. And a curse. That's right. And we have to, uh, understand that these are patterns that are laid out, um, you know, to whom the ends of the world are come. We have to pay attention to these. They are for our admonition, for our warning, for 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 our correction. And ultimately, uh, what this gave way to, and, and that's probably where we're headed, is to the Philistines' man, Goliath. Yeah. And we know what he's a type of. He's a type of the, this end-time man of sin, the Antichrist. And David represents the coming of our Lord. So this is where we are headed. I do believe we are headed that way, in that direction. Now, now, how long it will take, I don't know. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, because the Bible does say that, that we are headed in that direction. So knowing these things, we ought to prepare ourselves and understand yeah. where our nation is at. We are not the nation, the, the, the you know the, the the nation that had Judeo-Christian values that we once were. We are not. We are far from that. Far removed from that. God's presence is still here, but He is going to remove His presence from from these ministries, fallen ministries that many of us listen to, and follow. There are people that are listening. I know they are by the Spirit. That you are following these ministries and these false preachers, and God is dealing with you. If you continue to to listen to them, if you continue to follow them, you will fall astray. You will give in to the spirit of this age, and you will be deceived. And you will begin to mourn and cry after that which is coming befalls you. But you don't have to be deceived. The Bible, the word of God is truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Praise God. And this is the time to listen to the Holy Spirit in the direction of the Holy Spirit. These are serious times. Serious times. But do we have eyes to see and ears to hear? Yes. Yes. You know, when you think about judgments, my brothers, I think about Sodom. And I never forget a book I read from Brother Leonard Ravenhill, Sodom Had No Bible. But I want you to think about this. Sodom had no churches. We have thousands. Sodom had no Bible. We have millions of them. 
Sodom had no preachers. We have thousands of them. And what I'm trying to tell you is that in spite of the disadvantages per se that Sodom had, it was still judged and it still perished. What makes us think that we are exempt or that we have excuses, especially here in America? Will God not visit our nation, preacher? Will God not visit our nation, church? If he judged Sodom, how much more will he do it to our nation if we don't repent? We pray that um, as you sense the presence of God, I sense it that what we have spoken today, what the Lord has revealed to us, I don't know how much clear God can be with us. But I know God is dealing with your heart. And I know we're speaking to that soul, to that heart that says, Lord, turn me back to you, Lord. Turn me back to you. We pray that you have been blessed. We pray that you would consider these things and meditate on what has been said today. And Lord willing, we'll come back to you tomorrow. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And keep looking up.